Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey, and welcome to the NFL Show, Episode 6. Uh, my name's Dan Frost, and as always, I'm joined by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, we've got Stacey and Alex. And guys, let's jump straight into it. I, I guess we're we're still all craving the NFL season that's just around the corner. But uh, yeah, we're just coming off the last week of preseasons. Alex, going to start with you. Any any sort of key takeaways from the last week of preseason? Devastated that Justin Fields is not starting for the Bears, but you know can't go one episode without talking about without talking about the Bears. Um, was really impressed by the 49ers and their rookie quarterback in that situation. Trevor Lawrence, I think, finally had the game he was looking for as far as preseason goes. And to be honest, I was quite surprisingly impressed by the Saints as well as far as they're kind of ushering those new quarterbacks in. So I think week three was was interesting to watch for sure. Stacey, any standouts for you? Yeah, look, um, it was really interesting to watch the 49ers sort of showcasing their dual threat system with both Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch this year. And, you know, I just have to give a shout out to my guy Patrick Sertain from the from the Broncos, he's just, he's future Hall of Fame, this dude. You know, he's scored a pick six already in preseason. He's one to watch for this year. I've just been selfishly, uh, you know, focused in on the New England Patriots situation in around the quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he's known as a bit of a trickster and someone who really keeps, I guess, his cards close to his chest. And, you know, to see Cam get cut was just... uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a big shock, you know, the, the fact that, uh, not necessarily the fact that, that Mac won the job, you know, we, we can all see that, you know, he's definitely got, um, you know, he's, he's definitely got the talent and probably where Cam's at in his career, you know, that that's kind of fair, but, um, you know, just, you know, not, not even sort of, you know, trading him just doing a straight cut. Um, I, I think there's a few things going on there behind the scenes, but, you know, if I was to predict where Cam would end up, I think the Cowboys is probably, you know, a good option, um, you know, to back up Dak there, given his sort of issues at the moment. But, yeah, I guess uh, we're all in on Mac Jones, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens there. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment, The Huddle. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as we do each week, we take a deep dive into a particular team, and this week we've gone straight to the top. We've we've gone to, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Yeah, and this week on the huddle, we're going to be focusing in on last year's runners-up in the Super Bowl, but certainly, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the NFL, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Alex, going to start with you. This is a handy football team. Handy? (laughs) This is a great football team. Um, I mean, they've got an amazing tight end core. Like, I mean, Kelsey's just one of the best in the league, right, when you look at that. Um, Their defense couple little holes, but I think they've been able to kind of plug those as far as trades and, and the draft goes. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, I was hoping they would go back-to-back Super Bowls, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how their wide receivers go. They've added a couple more in their depth, and I don't know, I think they struggled there in the Super Bowl last year. So yeah, I'm excited to kind of see how they do this season. Yeah, and if we, t- we take it all the way back, so I, I guess, you know, 
the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they struggled for quite a, a large number of years. You know, they were, uh, you know, they had Alex Smith there at, at quarterback, and you know, they were, they were a good team, but they were never able to sort of, uh, you know, be successful in the playoffs. And then came a young quarterback by the name of Patrick Mahomes. Now, Stacey, we're gonna we're gonna get your thoughts on this because you know, if you scanned the NFL community, I, I don't think there would have been one person out there that could have predicted him to be the player that he was going to turn out to be because, you know, he didn't go as number one pick. Um, you know, the Kansas City, they were pretty keen on him, but he certainly dropped down in that draft. You know, what were your thoughts of, of Patrick Mahomes coming into the draft? So the kid was also going to be drafted in, you know, Major League Baseball as well uh, coming out of college. And he was, he was one of those, you know, the few that we've seen in the NFL that have had to make that choice, like, uh, you know, Kyler Murray and, and the likes. But uh, <clears throat> what I love... And what I've loved about him ever since I saw him, which was years and years ago, he did the John Gruden's quarterback camp. And Gruden gets right in there and starts talking to the quarterbacks about really um, complex systems and different types of reads and, and just the way that he throws. His mechanics are just next level. Like if I tried to throw sidearm like Patrick Mahomes, I would re-tear my shoulder like I have done already twice. Um, you know, the guy's just special. Uh, and coming out of the draft, he didn't go as early as I thought, which was actually a really good thing, I think, for him. So he sort of was able to have that slow sleeper kind of entering into the draft uh, and then being drafted and then sort of exploded onto the scene with something that no one has ever seen before. He's just revolutionized offenses. As you said, he's revolutionized kind of an offense. Um, I think what's kind of they've kind of built around them as well, which has been really, really good. So they've kind of seen his kind of production as a quarterback and been able to kind of draft or sign these players to kind of make sure that 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 offensive core is just sound and key. I mean, when you watch him play and his no-look passes, you know, I think even the cameramen or the cameras get faked out by where he's going because he's looking at them and they're definitely going here. And then out of nowhere, he hits, you know, his his tight end on on the blinds on like the opposite side. And he's just... He's that new age quarterback that we've been talking about, I think, for the last couple of episodes where if the pocket collapses, no issues. If he's got nobody open downfield, no issues, right? He is a player and a quarterback that is going to go get you a first down if he needs to and then some and then a touchdown. Like you know, he- we've, we've spoken about, uh, you know, the scramble ability of Rodgers in the past, right? And Mahomes is right up there. You know, you just can't – you. You have to have someone on the defense allocated to watching Mahomes at all times, which essentially frees up another player, which is why their offense is so successful. And because it's so multifaceted, uh, there's so many moving parts all at the same time, Mahomes just thrives because he just goes where everyone is not. And he's just so smart. Yeah, and I, I just think it's it's quite interesting, you know, when you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes because it just changed the way that people – draft now and will continue to draft in the future because, you know, one of the things that, you know, you sort of get obsessed with when you look at a quarterback is how accurate is he? Uh, Pat Mahomes didn't have the best stats coming out. And, you know, I, I still believe that he, he wasn't a clear cut, he wasn't a clear cut superstar. Um, but, you know, there was just that raw um, elite talent that, that, you know, obviously Andy Reid was able to sort of uh, see and, um, you know, he's gone on to, yeah, be, be something very, very special. Alex, just a bit of a quick question for you. How important is it to land in the right system? So I guess there's no doubt that Mahomes, you know, he could be, you know, one of the greatest players we've seen. But would he be able to do that in in Detroit? Like, I guess how much, how important is it that he he landed with a guy like Andy Reid? 
Um, I think it's a, I think it's huge importance for people coming out of the draft and especially young quarterbacks that kind of franchises want to build on. I think some quarterbacks come into a franchise and they go, okay, well, you're going to be our quarterback and they want them to kind of sit in the pocket and pass. Right. And that's not their strong suit. So for Mahomes to kind of come into the chiefs where they kind of were in that position where they're like, look, we can build it around you <laughs> as far as our offense is concerned. And I think sometimes when you're coming into a rebuilding team, that's a benefit, especially to these new age quarterbacks, because then they can build that offense around you. When you're kind of coming in to a system, say for like New England, who had Brady for however many years, and Brady just kind of sits in the pocket and passes to have a new age quarterback in that system, it doesn't really work. But when you're it's kind of strong everywhere else. You don't want to tailor your offense. Like you don't want to, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. So you don't want to put someone on that, that pedestal, like quarterbacks are a a protected species all the time anyway, but uh, you also don't want to self-center your offense around your one offensive threat. I mean, what's the point? And and that was, that was going to be my question to you, Stacey. Like, you look at Kansas City and they are just uh, – they, they have weapons all over the field. And, and, I mean, we're not just talking about, you know, sort of average high-end talent. We're talking about the best of the best. You look at, you know, players like Tyreek Hill, you know, he's he's one of the most electric players in the game. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, he is a Hall of Famer now. Uh, who knows where he's going to get to by the time he retires. But I guess my question to you is how did it all go so wrong last year? So I think a lot of people were expecting them to go back to bat and defeat Brady. They were heavy favorites coming into that game. I guess, you know, uh, this is, this is the, this is what we love about football. If you don't have your offensive line, right. You know, things can go a little bit, a little bit wrong in those big games. Oh, hundred percent. And it was so painful to watch of a Super Bowl because you, you saw how amazing the chiefs were all season. Um, you know, one of the most exciting games I think I watched in the last two seasons was the chiefs versus the Rams. And they both put 50 something points up. Like, that's entertaining football. Watching Mahomes get smashed over and over again when he hasn't really been touched that much, um, you know, they put so much they needed to fix their offensive line. They had to. That was the downfall. I've never seen anything like it. He was running for his life. And, you know, one of the good things is he's come out and said, you know, yes, that, 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 that happened. And, um, you know, the, the, the O-line needs to take, needs to take some responsibility. And to Alex's earlier point, they've gone out and spent a lot of money to completely, you know, change things. And, um, Pat's got a lot of reps during preseason to try and, um, you know, get familiar with the, with his offensive line. But what I liked is he came out and took some responsibility. He said, hey, it just wasn't them. It was me as well. I didn't play well. So I thought he took, um, you know, a lot of leadership there. All right, guys, well, look, this is an interesting team. You know, they, they've certainly got everything it takes on paper. And, again, going out and, and really investing in that O-line will help. What's our predicted records and our predictions uh, for this team this year? Alex, start with you. Yeah, I see them going 13-4. and four. I think I don't see them having a clear run. I think they're going to have some growing pains. Um, but yeah, I'd be interesting to see. I, I see him going 13 and four. Yeah. Look for me, it's going to be 15 and two. I only see two losses on the record and, uh, you know, I, I think you just need to factor in a little bit of, you know, maybe, you know, resting in that last week an injury here or there, but yeah, this, this team is, is something special Stace. Yeah, look, I'm pretty on the same page with you. I think really looking over their schedule, I think they might run into trouble with the bills this year um, and giving them probably their, that one loss guaranteed. Um, and then, I mean, 
looking over the rest of, of their schedule, the Cowboys might give them a bit of trouble, but we'll discuss that when we talk about the Cowboys. Uh, so I reckon, you know, pretty similar to you, Dan. All right, guys, well, now it's time for our next segment in the match, and this is where each week we put two players up against each other, uh, 1v1 to see who comes out on top. And this week we have the, the flashy players, we have the wide receivers, and we have two elite stars in the game. The most anticipated match in history, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, and this week we have two of the best wide receivers in the game coming up against each other. We have Julio Jones from the Tennessee Titans coming up against DeAndre Hopkins, who has moved over to the Cardinals. Let's start with you. Talk to us about Julio Jones. He's had a remarkable career so far. Few injuries there, but uh, you know he's going to be looking to you know make a bit of a name for himself there at the Titans. Yeah, I think it might it'll be good for him to be you know at the Titans, kind of get a new fresh team under him and and all that. I think he's been he's one of those players coming out of college. He came out of Alabama. He was very good at Alabama. It was great to watch at Alabama. Um, had over 2000 receiving yards at Alabama um, and 60 touchdowns. But as far as his NFL kind of goes drafted sixth overall, he's fun to watch, but I think his big thing is just like, he's been, he's had niggling injuries. Um, And I think even though with those niggling injuries, he still puts up big numbers, right? From 2014 to 2019 and over a thousand receiving yards every season. Right. And he was consistently getting six to eight touchdowns couple more depending on the season. But, yeah, he's last year, 51 receptions, 771 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that came down to his hamstring injury. So I just think he's been consistent since he's come out of college. He's a great player to watch. But, yeah, those niggling injuries, are they're, they're going to be interesting for him, I think, St- in a new system. And, Stacey, we talk about, you know, Hall of Fame players, you know, Julio – you know, he, he's right up there just in terms of his production. He is he's something special. But um, just talk to me a little bit about the trade. So, you know, obviously, you know, we, we, we see players move around the league from time to time, but not often we see sort of elite players. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that particular trade. So, you know, the Titans, uh, they, they sent a second-round pick uh, in 2022 and a fourth-round pick in 2023. That seems a little bit cheap for Julio. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, there was a lot of discussion at the time around the details of that trade. And I really just came to the conclusion that Julio Jones was probably just sick of not sucking. Um, you know, when you look at his situation, you know, he, uh, I mean, you just got to go back to, you know, Atlanta losing to the Super Bowl, you know, 28 to three, like, you know, the guy's a superstar and, you know, he'll catch anything within a 5k radius. You know, he's he's just massive and he's so easy to throw to and so fun to watch. Um, I think the Titans um, picking him up for as cheap as they did, having him and Derrick Henry on the same team is just flat out dangerous. Alex, is it an upgrade or downgrade in terms of who's going to be throwing him the ball? So obviously in Atlanta, you know, you've got Matt Ryan who, you know, he's He's a polarizing figure, isn't he? You know, and, and you just wonder, to Stacey's point, had he have won that Super Bowl, that could have potentially changed his legacy. But you know, he moves over now to the Tennessee Titans, and they've got a they've got a very interesting quarterback themselves in Ryan Tannehill. You know, I, I guess a lot of people poked fun at him in Miami, you know, for not getting the job done. But since he's gone, since he's moved over to the Titans, the guy's been productive. So I, I guess yeah, the question is, is it an upgrade or downgrade for Julio? 
Um, I, it, my, I think it's an upgrade. You know, I think, as Stacey said, he's just tired of not sucking. And I think being in a program where they're strong in the running game, you know, you've got Tannehill who can throw the ball, um, you know, and I think it's coming down to right players in the right system. I think Tannehill's in the right system as far as the quarterback goes. And I think Julio Jones can be a good receiver for him. And plus, I think the momentum from the Titans is really sort of um, on the upwards, you know, and I think Julio can feel that. And, uh, you know, like I said, having him and Jer- Derrick Henry is just like, that's hectic. And we talk about trades. Uh, I guess if we look at his competitor tonight, DeAndre Hopkins, I guess this is this is going to go down in history as one of the uh, oh, one of the most uh, confusing and, and interesting trades in recent memory when uh, the Houston Texans, who were not exactly flying at the moment, traded away. Uh, you know, quite a quite an unbelievable talent in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Stacey, have I got this right here that he got traded for a fourth round pick? and running back David Johnson. Uh, again, uh, same question to you. What, what were your thoughts back then on the trade? Uh, yeah, it just seems a little bit cheap for such a, such a superstar. Same thing. Same thing. It's all come down. I mean, if you consider the fact that Houston just had a mass exodus, right? You know, and we're talking about a guy here who has more tackles than drops in his entire career for a wide receiver. is just crazy. You know, he is the clutch wide receiver at the moment. He's got the biggest hands in the NFL. Don't quote me on that. Um, But for him to go somewhere else where he's going to be able to, uh, you know, factor into a different style of offense and plus having someone like Kyler Murray who really sort of goes after those Hail Mary kind of throws, um, I think he can see where that trajectory of the Cardinals is going to because he's been joined by J.J. Watt, you know. So I think it was just, you know, we want to leave We'll go, just make it work, we'll, we'll take it, you know. And Alex, uh, I think we've spoken about this previously, but how important is being happy, you know, in, in the NFL? Because if you, look at, if you look at Hopkins, you know, his last year in Houston, he wasn't happy. Um, you know, he's still, he still got, you know, 1,100 yards, but, you know, his first year uh, there for the Cardinals, to, to Stacey's point, you know, uh, I guess moving over to Kyler, you know, we just saw his production go through the roof. I, I guess, you know, what was your opinion on that first year? Because he certainly, he was certainly productive. I thought he had a great first year. And I think, again, as we mentioned before, right player, right system. I think the Texans are starting to realize that maybe their system's a little flawed right? If you've had kind of the max exodus that they have. Um, but I think for DeAndre Hopkins, she's, I think the Cardinals is the right landing place for him. As far, as you said, Kyle Amari is kind of one of those players who's just going to throw the ball. But I think there's just that weird trust between Kyle Amari and DeAndre Hopkins where Kyle Amari is going to chuck up that ball and he knows for a fact DeAndre Hopkins is going to get it. I mean, we saw the play last year. We had three, four players around him and he still pulls off a touchdown, right? With three, with eight hands coming at you he was able to get his fingers in there and get the ball. Like, I mean, that's just, and that was a highlight play for like what, two or three weeks. It was just, it was a phenomenal play to watch. I actually actually think that it ranked higher. I think it actually was the play uh, on ESPN's plays of the year. But I think like what you said about the chemistry, I think is so true because I kind of felt that watching them. Like there wasn't a lot of hesitation and there wasn't a lot of, um, you know, misplaced throws or anything like that. And 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 as you and I know, and anyone who's played, you know, the connection between your wide receiver and your quarterback is just, there's nothing like it in the world. And once you have that chemistry, there's just so much trust. And it's an unspeakable bond that I think 
these two as a pairing are going to, you know, mass, mass, massively increase the production rate of the entire offense for the cards. All right, guys. Well, in the match, we've uh, you can't sit on the fence. We've got to pick a winner, and this is tough. This is very, very difficult because you know, obviously, Julio and, and, and D Hop they are they are incredibly talented. Stacey, we're going to start with you. Who's your pick, and why? I'm picking. I'm going with D Hop. I mean, you just can't. The guy's just crazy good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that, Stacey. I mean, he's ranked eight. He was ranked eight in the top 100 last year. He's still number eight this year. So clearly, there's no movement. I only think there's he can only go up. I think at, at Arizona. So for me, it, it's got to be DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, well, look, I I, I have to admit, I, I think Hopkins is probably one of the one of the top receivers. But you know, I've just I've I've got to go with Julio just from that Alabama connection. You know, he's uh he's he's just always been that that number one receiver in my eyes coming through and. I guess we don't want to face reality that, you know, some injuries and, you know, getting a little bit of age there that he may be depreciating. So, yeah, just uh, look, fingers crossed that, you know, he just makes a, a really uh, good go of his first year in, in, uh, there in Tennessee. Uh, there's a lot of nerves around because we know that the Titans are going to run the ball very heavily through Derrick Henry. So, you know, will that impact his production? Fingers crossed they're a balance offense. And, uh, yeah, he has another great season. All right, guys, and to round out the show, we've got our rapid-fire segment. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing Closing Time. Maybe that's what you're going Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we are going to start to look at some of our predictions as we lead into uh, the NFL season, and it's a little bit tricky. Uh, So for Rapid Fire this week, we're tackling the NFC division. Uh, We're going to be going through and picking out our winners. Let's start with the NFC East. Uh, Alex, who's your thoughts on this one? NFC East, who's going to take away the division? Look, I think based on defense, i got to go with Washington. That's an interesting pick with Washington uh, there, Alex. I'm going to have to go with the uh, the Cowboys, but doing it with not a lot of confidence, you know. Look, I, I, it's very, very hard with the quarterback situation because you cannot pay, you know, $30, $40 million on a backup quarterback. You know, you just it's very, very rare that you have a, a quality starter there. And, and the Cowboys, they're, 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 in a, they're in a lot of trouble there. Like, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of concerns around Dak's health. If he can get through the season, I, I, think, they can, I think they can win it comfortably. Uh, but if he misses three, four games, um, yeah, that, that could certainly be enough for Washington to um, chase him down. Uh, Stacey, what's your thoughts on this one? You know, they, they call it the NFC least. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a problematic division, but, uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, look, the NFC least or, you know, the, the dumpster fire division, like we, uh, we often refer to it. I think I'm going to go with you, Dan, and, and I'm going to stick with the Cowboys as well. Um, but it does all depend on whether Dak can stay healthy. If uh, he doesn't stay healthy, they're not winning a game. All right, guys, what about the NFC North, Alex? Got to go with my Chicago Bears. Maybe this is a year to take it out. Yeah, look, uh, I, I love your enthusiasm for your team. I really I really do. But, uh, yeah, look, I've got to go with Green Bay. I think um, – you know, I, I think you know this is this is Aaron Rodgers' last season there in Green Bay, and um, you know he's putting on a brave face. He's doing a lot of that sarcastic Aaron Rodgers thing to the media, but um, I think behind all of that bravado, I think he's hurt. I think he's angry, and he's coming off a historic season last year. So I, I'm I'm expecting him to go out and and do something quite uh, spectacular. Uh, so for me, I think the Packers will win this division, Stace. 
Yeah, look, I'd really love to see the old school Packers, Vikings fight it out for that divisional spot. Um, and I'm going to take the Vikings, actually. So I really like the way that they've sort of come together. Um, I think their preseason surprised me a little bit. Um, and I think they're going to put up a pretty good fight. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd, I think you should have a look at some of those odds there because uh, that is a bit of an underdog. But, um, you know, that that's what happens, you know. Like, you know, teams pop out of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, if the Vikings were to win that division, that would be that would be something. All right, the NFC South. Uh, look, this is going to be pretty interesting. I can't go against my expatriate in Tom Brady. I've got to go the Bucks there. Um, Alex, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to have to go against you on that one. I get that everyone's, you know, Tampa Bay, Brady, Tampa Bay, Brady. I don't care. I love the Saints. I've been in New Orleans. I love that city. they got a great football team, and I think the backup quarterbacks behind Drew Brees are surprising for that team, and I think they're going to be interesting. So I see the Saints pulling this one out. Stacey, has, uh, has Brady got another year of productivity in him? Who, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, uh, on the South? Oh, yes. Of course Brady's got at least another year. I mean, at least. But at the same time, I'm, sort of, I'm sitting on the fence here, you know, with, with Alex, with the Saints. I mean, I, I just don't have as much confidence in Jameis Winston as I do Tom Brady. That's, that's my problem. I love the Saints. And, and, you know, Drew Brees is great, great quarterback. And I'm so excited to actually hear him commentate this year. It's going to be super fun. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I've got to sit with the Bucks. You have to. Yeah, I love that. And I love that Tom Brady and Jameis Winston are in a sentence together. That just still, it still hurts my head to, to think about. But no, look, Jameis, you know, he was number one pick, uh, talent, got the arm. And um, we all know that, you know, if he can if he can sort of, you know, calm things down with the interceptions, he could, yeah, he, he's got it in him. So, yeah, no, that's a brave pick, Alex. I like it. All right, guys, to round out the NFC, let's go over to the NFC West. And to be honest, this could be anyone's, this could be anyone's division, highly competitive uh, for me, I've got to go with the Seahawks. Uh, I, I, I do think it. I do think it's going to be close. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson would have to have another elite season. I'm just a little bit concerned that there's maybe a little bit too much pressure on him. Um, I've just got some concerns about some other units within that team. But yeah, I'll go Russell Wilson to, to lead the Seahawks with that one, Alex. Uh, for me, I got to go with the 49ers with Nick Bosa kind of coming back with Trey Lance being, you know, that backup quarterback, Jimmy. I, I think they got a good shot. I really do. I think defense, defensively and offensively, they're looking all right. So for me, I'm going to go 49ers. Stacey, that's a nasty defense over there in San Fran. But uh, yeah, what's your thoughts, NFC West? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm pretty much here with Alex on this one. Um, I'm really going to enjoy watching how they use both quarterbacks this year. Um, and now, like I said, having Nick Bosa back, like Bosa, I mean, the guy's a, guy's a dude. And then you've got George Kittle, you know, up there with number one, like one of the best tight ends in the league for sure. But I don't think it's not – I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it will be a battle with the Seahawks. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have today. So just want to thank uh, my amazing panel, as always, bringing the heat as we talk all things NFL. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. If you did, uh, please download, subscribe, uh, find us on social media. We're available on all platforms now as Mojo Sports. Please like, comment, send us some feedback. Uh, we really do appreciate your support. Until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. 
Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.